0: All right, we are live online and we are recording. I just just checked because one job. time we didn't finish recording. <laughs> um, and this is the uh, Always in Pursuit podcast. I think we're still calling it that right now. We haven't quite had conversations yeah. about what to Let's do. Let's go
1: with it.
0: I like it. Might be breaking it out into its own channel here one of these days and getting like some intro music and being really stupid
2: Ooh.
0: and like official with it. We'll I might. See. We might be working on that in the background. <laughs> <clears throat> we are we are joined today. So there's three of us today. I'm Mark. I'm gonna try to host this as best I can.
3: <laughs> morning, guys. I'm Megan,
1: and Bobby's here. Good morning, everyone.
0: And you may notice we don't have our, you know, our stalwart host, uh, Aaron, who's, you know, half dead, still yeah. battling uh, at home. We are praying for that dude. He is not doing super hot. Um, he's been taking some antibiotics and has some serious stuff going on in his lungs, and it's not COVID. No. no. Which is, like, a weird thing to say. Like, oh, at least it's not COVID, but it's actually still horrible. And the yeah. poor guy is, like, struggling hard. Yeah. Yeah. So you can pray for Aaron. Yes. Um, hopefully he'll be back next week.
3: We'll see. Lord willing. We take it a day at a time here. Yep. Pursuit. We, we, were just, we were just
0: talking about this. <laughs> yep. Like, we were talking about church attendance. And we had a new person come this weekend. They were like, is this how many people are, are usually here? Because we had about 65, 70 adults yeah. in yeah. service, which is kind of low. Yep. And, uh. I was like, oh, <clears throat> you haven't been to a regular church since COVID, <laughs> have you? And um, I was just kind of like, yeah, we have not been at full strength for, I don't even know, three months. You know, we had a, a really awesome Christmas service where yeah. everybody seemed to be the there. The was packed. 150 yes. people, whatever. Mm-hmm. great. And then, you know, most services were at like 75, 80, 90. Yeah. You know, maybe sometimes we'll crack a hundred, but like. Yeah just feels like everyone's sick or quarantining or whatever and yep. even our staff over the last like three months <laughs> one of us has been gone every week yeah we
3: haven't had a service with all five of us <laughs> since christmas eve because yeah. of
0: sickness mm-hmm. yeah. essentially all of it so yeah, yeah it's just one of those times. <laughs> i don't even know what <laughs> nice. to say about it other than it's just the world we live in right now and yeah. i'm praying that we get over this hump here in the next couple of months but so we're gonna be talking through our first week of uh the counterculture of Sabbath series. There you go. Which is a four week series where we're kind of talking through the idea that um to practice a Sabbath and to practice rest, the way that God has kind of wired us and built it into mm-hmm. the rhythm he wants us to live, it's a massive counterculture. Mm-hmm. It's a massive way of saying no to the world's rhythm and yes to God's rhythm. Um And so this last week, I pretty much spent the entire time just trying to uh, make the case that we have a problem, Mm -hmm. specifically a problem with hurry, and Mm -hmm. that it's doing a lot of damage to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, to me, it was like, I feel like when we started the sermon series, I just needed everyone to be on Mm -hmm. the same page. Mm -hmm. If I jumped right into the remedy of this, and it felt like people were like, no, I don't have this problem. I kind of wanted to be like... (coughs) Be like, no, you you, <laughs> you, do. you you, do, right? Yep. So, and I don't think people realize this. I didn't really get into this on Sunday, but really there's, I think there's going to be like marker dates mm-hmm. and throughout history. Obviously, I was thinking about this the other day. Like you got the printing press and you got the, you know, the, I don't know, the, Renaissance. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working hard to pull <laughs> things out here, right? Yes. <clears throat> and you can keep, like, there are days when things just change, right? Like, I, I don't know, the yep. car rolls off assembly line or something. Pearl Harbor. Yes, yes right. There you are know? days. Yep. Yes. I feel like 2007 will be a marker year where things change drastically for the average American yeah. that we'll look back on and think um, that wasn't positive mm. or that started something. Yeah, or we didn't really know in the moment what was actually happening. That was your first iPhone comes out. Mm-hmm. The smartphones are just. Year I
3: graduated high school.
1: <laughs> Significant, yes. To make uh, you feel old, I was
3: yes. already graduated college. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was a youth pastor in Connecticut.
0: <laughs> you would have been one of my students. Um,
2: I mean, <laughs> uh,
0: so first iPhone comes out. Smartphones start. You know, there are competitors out there that start joining yeah. that, that race, too. And mm-hmm. it just, it goes to, I remember, actually, in 2007, having, like, a Windows mobile phone that, like, slid open had a keyboard on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. like, the
1: BlackBerry. And isn't that one Yes. And it had, razors.
0: it had an internet browser on it. I mean, like, guys. And I could save, it's like...
1: it's, like, this big. I could save, like, <laughs> video
0: files on, like, <laughs> the little... Like, yep. the, <laughs> the actual chip that went into that thing cost, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, I
3: had one on a prepaid phone, and it cost... <coughs> So many minutes <laughs> to, like, pull up the internet and look anything up. Yeah.
0: You guys, I haven't coughed in, like, three I weeks. know. Why are you coughing now? <laughs> Fire up All a right. podcast and here I'm hacking. Okay. So 2007, the, those phones get going. Uh, Facebook opens up to every, anyone with an email address. Before that, it was just mm-hmm. college students. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, which is funny now because there's no college students. No. Nope. But, um, <laughs> you know, Twitter begins... I think 2007 is like the beginning of a technological breakthrough in – you can go back and look at the silicon, actually, like the the chips that they use and stuff start to change in 2007, and actually right now we have a chip shortage because every single thing we make has a chip in it, refrigerators, cars. Like, we don't make anything anymore that's not smart, that doesn't have some sort Mm -hmm. of chip in it. So, like, there's – we go back and all these things kind of come together and begin 2007, <clears throat> and I kind of feel like we didn't know what was going to happen to us. Yeah. Like, we just went, awesome. Let's let's grab this. Yeah. All and I the was, things. I was thinking about this the other day, like, in college. Okay, so I graduated 2005 from college.
1: 2006. Um, <laughs>
0: I, I feel like in college, all I did was watch movies. Huh. And I was thinking about this the other day, like, now I'm like movie. so long. They're so <laughs> long. <laughs> like an hour and 45 minutes.
1: I was writing a lot of papers. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't do any anywhere. Well, I was a youth been... ministry major. Are you joking me?
1: <laughs> I was too. I was learning how to camp. <laughs>
0: Throwing dodgeballs around.
1: Hey, my rock climbing class was great. <laughs> okay.
0: Is that a one credit? Please tell me it was a one credit.
1: Um, No, because I think it was a two credit. Because it actually, he taught you how to
3: incorporate Using that stuff into youth ministry.
0: Unbelievable. Just, it's a grift. Youth yeah. ministry in college is a grift. I
3: took a class on how to play games with kids. Yeah.
0: yeah okay. Sorry. <laughs> now that we've just done a disservice. A rabbit trail. Other. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I am qualified to be your pastor. I promise. Yes. So, okay. Yes. So. Sorry. <laughs> so I was watching. I was, realized I was watching a lot of movies, and even now I'm like, oh, man, it's got to be an amazing movie to keep my attention for two hours. Yeah. I think. I think the average attention span of like normal people. Has come way mm. down. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I was reading this thing and it was talking about how we essentially have, like, the attention span of, like, small rodents at this point. Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's terrible. Uh-huh. So, you just think about all these changes that happened to us in 2007 and then beyond. And now mm-hmm. I feel like we're in a place where it's fully formed. Yeah. Like, we have straight up addictions mm-hmm. to our devices. Yeah. Average person touches their phone 63 times a day they're on it for six hours they are on it on social media for two and a half hours um i think it's worse now because there's like 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 tiktok for instance or or youtube even mm-hmm. like it's not social media exactly but like you just swipe or you just click yeah. Yeah. and it's this never-ending funnel of stuff mm-hmm. that they know you want to see yeah um and the They can look at your age, your gender. They look at what you've already looked at. And then they just start feeding you. Mm -hmm, The beast mm -hmm. just starts... The algorithm Mm -hmm. just feeds you.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of our new drug, right? Like, that's what it's doing in our brains. And so we oftentimes... I don't know about you, but sometimes, like... I just need a minute to sit with my phone. You know, like yeah. the kids are yelling or whatever. I'm just like, I just need five minutes. And that's just me escaping from like dealing with what they're doing or what I have to do next, avoiding my next, mm-hmm. you know, getting that laundry out of the washer, you know, like it's it's this thing that has created unhealthy habits for us to have some escapism, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if it's for a short time. And mm-hmm. you know, binging too, the same type of thing, that's longer, right? You do that, I don't know, for those of you that have kids, are excited to get the kids to bed because then you can finally like binge watch your show you know like that's not the healthiest thing it's i I still do it but it's not the healthiest thing sometimes right? it's like
0: putting together those people that love checking things off a list it's like putting that he's looking
3: straight at me as he says this what (laughs) keep going what keep going
0: okay so it's like (laughs) it's like people who love checking things off a list Plus (laughs) Plus <laughs> escapism. Yes. Plus the shorter. Like, I know it's only, you're going to watch four in a row. Yep. So you're going to watch four hours of this, but it's 45 minutes a shot, you know? Yeah. Um, and you feel like you're winning because there's no no commercials. You yep. feel like you're yeah. cheating the system. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like those kinds of things. When you're in a rhythm, actually, of like doing that for a month or two, yeah. it can kind of get real depressing. Oh, yes. It gets yeah. a little dark. In mm-hmm. fact, when I see people put up. I'm super not calling anyone out by right now. I'm, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head perfectly, but when I see somebody put something up and they're like, I'm looking for a new show to binge, I've, here's the list of ones I've already been through. Yeah. I'm just like horrified.
2: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what?
0: You watched yeah. 87 shows all the way through? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, this one is nine seasons. Like, yes. what? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
2: But
0: I, I just, it feels like we kind of just took that for granted and just let ourselves get like sucked into it.
1: Yeah, and it also you people can't watch shows that come out weekly anymore like it's hard because oh, you yeah. just want to keep going in the story right away so like it's it's also how we view things you know it's like the tiktok or the like i just want something next something yeah. next like i just need to keep going we've built that hurry into even our recreational rest
3: activities yeah. i don't even watch shows that are coming out weekly i'll wait a year yeah and then wait for so it i don't have it. to wait a week <laughs> yep but yeah we'll catch this on like, streaming yep. yeah
2: <laughs>
0: yeah i've been doing that with movies lately too it's yeah. like do i want to risk getting covid i mean <laughs> it's like probably low probability but like i don't know yeah. and then it's like well i can just wait three weeks and watch it on hbo max yep. like um, <laughs> yeah so to me it's like i don't necessarily know if we really knew what we we're getting into yeah. and it's full formed and then you know on top of that i felt like this was a cultural moment for us too getting into this why this sermon series but like i feel like we all slowed down and took stock and there were some good things that came out of covid from that perspective Mm -hmm. a lot more meals are on the table a lot more quiet a lot more slow down i mean we were kind of forced to be home Mm
3: -hmm.
0: forced to do less less options
3: when i think too we were forced to be online for work or for school yeah so that by the end of the night by like dinner time you're like i just need a break mm-hmm. i need to not be in front of my computer or a screen yep. um and so we we did a lot better at like putting things away and being yep. like oh hey this human being that i live with let's play a game or <laughs> like have a conversation because i can't look at a screen anymore because yep. Yep. i just did it for nine hours yeah
0: yeah and we were like Forced to choose between nothing and nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the kids are like, you know, do I let them do dance or karate? You know, do I? Yeah. Is are we going to do soccer this year? Like, or yeah. you know, this thing is going to conflict with our small group, or you know, be a conflict with church? Like, should we? It's, it was yeah. an option, no. and we we're kind of forced to detox a little.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I do think people went further into escapism. Yeah, did binge more, did go more to the phone. But I do think there was also that other side of it. And there was some good things that came out of that. Like some of us reoriented our lives a little bit, changed what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not so sure that it led to these leaps and bounds, changes in our relationship with God. But I do think there was some rest, quiet, Mm -hmm. maybe like even to the point of like, well, I was bored, you know. Um, And it feels to me like even in the midst of like the tail end of whatever this pandemic is, And I mean, I'm hoping it's the tail end. Or maybe we could call it the transition from pandemic to endemic, if you want to say it that way. I feel like we have just sped right back up. Yeah. And that was kind of the lament as I was kind of thinking through doing this series. It's like, did we really learn anything there? Did we really see what was actually really valuable? And did we want to adjust our schedules at all to have better rhythms, mm-hmm. you know, and it feels like we just went right back to it.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, there was good, they they saw good things with hanging out with their family or having family meals or connecting with their roommates, but then they were almost just using it and waiting until they could get back to their new, their, their normal mm-hmm. again. And so they didn't actually... And I know this is true for me. I didn't actually sit down and make like these are the things that were great that I want to keep and make that a priority to mm-hmm. stay in my family. Like instead, we just started signing up for things again because you know my because kids you could. need to you yeah, could like, and my kids need to run around like yeah. oh this will be great though you know like yeah. that type of mentality of just well this will be just a sweet little time and then we'll just get back right into where we mm-hmm.
0: are right yeah and I was kind of lamenting that as I was writing this mm-hmm. you know I was reading a lot of stuff about mm-hmm. Sabbath because. Sabbath is one of those things I've done well in my life. I've usually taken off Mondays, mm-hmm. and that's because of who I am.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: in ministry, I know a lot of pastors who take off Fridays. Mm-hmm. I cannot because I will not finish everything, and on Friday I will end up working. Mm-hmm. There is no way for me to take off Friday and actually protect that time off. Mm-hmm. So I have in my you know career or whatever, my uh, time as a pastor – always taking mondays off and i've even been in situations where the staff wanted to mandate that people took fridays off and i i fought tooth and nails like absolutely not i was like you can make me take off friday if you want but i'm not going to and i'm going to take off monday so i mean good luck like yeah (laughs) i'm not i'm not gonna do anything monday because i'm i'm not good at stuff on monday and then fridays i'm gonna work there's no way to keep me from working i'm not done with things that i need to get done Yeah, I know my schedule's weird, so most people would probably be looking at, like, Friday to Saturday, or Saturday to Sunday, or just all day Sunday as their, like, time to, to take off. So I just started reading some some stuff on Sabbath, some stuff on rest, some stuff on God's sort of um, his pace, his desire for us, and I just was convicted, overwhelmed, that it's never been harder to pull off mm. how God designed us to be. Yep. And that was almost burdensome, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, all these people are running 100 miles an hour at oblivion mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and missing the idea that God created them for a specific thing, yeah. and they're just missing it completely. Yeah. So I spent most of the first sermon here just trying to convince people they have a problem, which...
1: I think most people recognize they probably have a problem, but... The way that you outlined it, and, you know, you made those ten, the list of 10 things, like, I think everyone could find a few in them that they didn't realize yep. that yeah. were fully, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting in the way or making them hurry more. Like, because yep. that, you know, someone could be like, well, work's really busy, but I can't really control that because it's someone mm-hmm. else, and it's... But you can actually do a lot in your job to slow it down a bit. Yeah. You know, if it's affecting your personal life, yep. right? Like... Yep. Like there are things you can do. So I think we don't ag- always acknowledge all of the areas, which I think your list really helped with of like, oh, uh, there's more than just one. <laughs> yeah.
0: And to give credit, John Mark Homer, the Ruthless Elimination of is the book that that came out of, mm-hmm. a lot of that sermon actually came mm-hmm. out of that book. Totally recommend everyone go read that. Um, okay. I know a couple small groups who are looking at it and um, I think it's, he's a great author. It's an easy read. It's quick. It's not very long. It's, you know, he tells his own story. It's really great. Where's a pastor burned out? Actually, pastors in most of these books I'm reading are like the worst. Mm-hmm. They're like the most driven. You know, mm-hmm. they like I don't know, fall hard because they're just running so hard.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, that list of ten. So I, I wanted to review that real quick mm. and just kind of talk through. So this is straight up out of uh, that book. So irritability. <laughs>
1: By the way, yep.
0: like if I'm doing like ten fingers, like I'm probably sure I'm okay. that's
1: Let's celebrate it. I got about nine. I got about
0: nine of those um, irritability. So you're just you know you just not in control of like your response to people. Like it's just too intense. Yeah, like you're just it you're gets just reacting skin. to yes. things, not responding. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't know, man. I feel like. We exposed a lot of that, too, mm. when it came to very hot-button issues. Yeah. Everybody seemed irritable. Yep. We were getting torn up all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, on stupid stuff, too. It's like, really? are we ar- We're arguing about this? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. This is a big deal? Yep. Um, hypersensitivity. Yeah. Uh, you know, essentially making a mountain out of a molehill, you know, responding too aggressively, letting it ruin your whole day. Mm-hmm. Like, if one small thing goes wrong. Yeah, You know, and, like... What's funny is that, like, I always equate this to a, like, overtired child. Mm, mm. Yes. You know how they just melt down, and you're just, like, you're in meltdown zone, yeah. and there's nothing you can do. Just, like, you yeah. got to hug them and take yep. them to bed, right? Like, yep. um, I think a lot of people are on that, like, edge. Something uh-huh. goes wrong at work, and they're yeah. in tears. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of us need a parent to just pick us up and go
0: put us into bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do that. <laughs> so I'm trying to walk us through that.
3: The older I get, the more I realize that we don't actually mature. And grow up that much as adults. Like sometimes we act like toddlers and like, we just learn, how we to just, hide like better. throw a fit. Yeah. Oh, we're better at lying and better at hiding it yes. for sure. <laughs> and maybe mostly to ourselves. Yeah. But like there are times where you just have to be like, okay, you just got to walk away. Yes. Like take a little time out, take a break. <laughs> like set it down. Yes. <laughs> Go. Yeah. You're okay. This is aside. not the end of the take world. a stupid walk for my
1: stupid mental health. Uh, I don't want to do it. Restfulness.
0: Yes. Uh <laughs> What's interesting is that if you look at your phone right before bed, which I think a lot of people do, Mm -hmm. it kills your sleep. There Mm -hmm. have been studies that basically say, like, you can't get to sleep for, like, up to an hour later after looking at a a screen. Mm -hmm. And people are just like, oh, and they fall asleep watching YouTube. And then they get a whole night of restless sleep. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing where, like, if you're one of those people who are like, and I am this person. So I'm listening to my own words here. Where you're like, you kind of almost don't look forward to solitude. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, solitude is, like, mm-hmm. not, I'm like, look, and we talk about this a lot, me and Megan, <laughs> we, we go back on this, because she's like, oh, cabin in the woods, the book.
3: Yeah, yeah, drop me off in the middle of the uh, woods, with not a single human being. I'll be right there with you in
1: the other cabin. Great. Fire, fire <laughs> 400 yards <in the> <laughs> away. Yes. I just
0: want a fire in the fireplace. I just want, like, a checkered blanket <laughs> and, like, a puppy with me and then like a book
3: i'm not even insulted because this sounds great
0: <laughs>
3: just, the voice like, is doing nothing like a porch
0: like a porch that I could just, hammock like, yeah Ooh. hammock i can just lay it oh just be amazing and i'm just like that sounds so boring he like
3: physically respond as i'm saying this he's just like Bleh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see it no joke that's how
0: i that's the, the feeling i get like yeah. solitude in that way Ugh, you know like <laughs> but here's what's the weird thing is like and then this just goes to like extroverted introverted yeah. personality type like I go on Monday mornings drop my kids off at school my wife goes to work it's my Sabbath I go sit at the same diner every Monday morning mm. and have breakfast by myself wow. but, but in a but in a diner yeah. full of people yeah. and the, it's the same waitress every single time we've like our conversation level has gone up and yeah. up and up and up I've started tipping her like 20 bucks every time I show up Like, it's just this rhythm I kind of have. To me, that's solitude in a a restaurant full of people where I don't talk to anybody. And I just get solitude. I write stuff down. I think about things deeply. So, But anyways, if you're one of those people that, like, when you think of solitude, you actually aren't really excited about that. It sounds boring to you and it sounds tiring to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've got some problems with restfulness. Yeah. You know, this the, the person with problems with restfulness is the one that shows up on vacation, takes three days to get their head into vacation, mm-hmm, yeah. and then gets sick because their body lets down. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're all, they're just. Or doesn't ever actually stop working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, their organs are literally like. Yeah. It's too much adrenaline. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like.
1: And they might not even not stop. They might stop working, but they're not. Slowing down their pace. Mm-hmm. So, like, vacation is oh, we got to go see this thing, and we're going to go do this thing. And yeah. we're, you know, and not that that's bad for some types of vacations, but you have to be mindful of of creating that space to slow yeah. down and rest. So you're not going, go, 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 go. Get the checklist done. Yeah. You know, keep everyone busy and happy. I'm
0: like, you can choose one thing today. Yeah. You can tell me if it's in the morning or the yeah. afternoon, I don't know. Yeah. and that's it. That's it. Yeah, I'm going to the beach or the pool.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I have very strong feelings about rest and boundaries and mm-hmm. like this whole topic, I could talk for hours and hours. Um, but whether you're extroverted or introverted or whether you like quiet or you don't, you have to figure out how it works for you mm-hmm. because we all need quiet. Whether it's in a crowded diner yep. or whether it's in the woods where you can't hear or see a single soul, you need to have that time where you just slow down and stop mm-hmm. because you will never... I shouldn't say you won't hear from God. He's not going to shout at you. Yeah. He's a still small voice. So if you do not slow down and listen and get things quiet enough where you can listen, you're just going to keep going. And it's like a snowball rolling down a hill. Mm -hmm. The problem just gets bigger and bigger as you go.
1: And this gets harder, you know, uh, kids always make things harder, like, and so to teach our kids how to do this too is huge. Like if you communicate to them that you're trying to have a quiet time, like my four year old hates it when I'm like, no, it's rest time, you know, like Mm -hmm. you need to slow down. You don't have to take a nap, but you need to slow down and do something. You know, my favorite mom, I'm, I don't, I don't know what to do right now. I I needed something to do. Like play with me, do something with me. Like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you to get bored. Yeah. To see what you come Figure up it with, out. like because you need to learn at this age that it's healthy to slow down and to yep. not have something planned, to not have someone to play with you, to not do any of that stuff. Because I don't do it well, so I need to teach him how to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's not going to learn. You know.
3: And sometimes in the moment, we don't feel like we need to rest. Yes. Until we slow down, like <laughs> Mason, when he was four, he would fight me tooth and nail about taking a nap. My nephew. My nephew, Mason. Sorry. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) so I would just make him go sit on his bed and be like, cool, you don't have to take a nap. Just go sit there. Yeah, half an hour. And three minutes in, he'd be out Mm -hmm. for at least an hour. I was like, you weren't tired? What? (laughs) That irony's lost
1: on them. They're like, no, I wasn't tired. I just fell asleep. I
0: was like, if you're going to make me sicker for half an hour, I might as well sleep. (laughs) So restfulness. Yes. Uh, workaholism, which uh, is, again, I think a problem for a lot of people where identity is work. Mm-hmm. And then it's just work is what yep. they do. Yeah. And they can give themselves completely to something. Something, like, again, I think a lot of pastors fall into this category. Like, mm-hmm. they're giving themselves to something great. And they're passionate about mm-hmm. it. And it's not like uh, what they're doing is, you know, kingdom building and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But if they're neglecting their family, they're not doing, yep. that's not the yep. pace God wants them to be at. Yep.
3: Or your your health. Like if you're ignoring your own health and what you need, that in the long run doesn't help the kingdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It just shortens your ministry. That's,
0: that was number seven. <laughs> uh,
3: Jumping ahead.
0: I'm going to go back. Number five, numbness. <laughs> I think a lot of people just, they got to a point where like they yeah. just stop feeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? And they're just like, they don't even know what to do. They go from one thing to the next just to keep themselves occupied Mm -hmm. just so they don't have to feel
3: avoiding trauma not processing what you've been through in the past and if
0: you're a seven you're already prone to this
3: (laughs) shut up an enneagram seven i did not bring it up you did i know but i know
0: you're thinking it i was not see it on your face I'm a seven eight on the Enneagram, so Bobby loves to remind me that I can't feel. Mark likes no, to remind he himself. he
1: just <laughs> doesn't want to feel pain, so he avoids it. And it's easier sevens. to... Sevens.
0: She's talking about sevens, sevens. not Mark.
1: <laughs> not Mark. Sevens, so that's ten, a lot of two. us, Not two. all of us. Yeah, but we all avoid pain. Yeah. I think we all... And sometimes we'll even, like, the shows that we watch, like like, I don't know... I'm not a big Hallmark movie person, but some some people are, and so they they like to feel those emotions cuz they've turned off theirs mm-hmm. and they can feel it through someone else. Yep. So they're still getting that cathartic release of those yeah. emotions instead of dealing with their own. It's safer. Stuff. It's yep. safer. Like, oh, I can shut that off and and reminisce about what happened there, but yep. they still get that emotional release that they know they need. Like that's a huge thing. That's what I was actually thinking about. <laughs> which I know you do as well. You watch all those Hallmark movies. movies oh, and yes. just release it that way. If there's one thing that I love,
0: it's uh Yeah. No, no. Hallmark movies. Yeah, no, no. Um, Number six. Priorities out of whack. Um, people are reactive, not proactive, which kinda of touched mm-hmm. on what we were talking about before. Yeah. But just the idea that like you we're, we're we're not choosing the best stuff. We're just filling yeah. our time with yeah. with stuff. That's one of my uh, let's see, hold on Let me let me pull it up While I'm saying this One of my thoughts I wrote down yesterday For my sermon this weekend Was Oh boy, I wrote a bunch of stuff down here There's a um, lot on the
1: screen We're going to hear a lot of good stuff this
0: week Oh boy
1: Make sure you're there Here
0: we go Don't get the most out of life Get the best out of life mm. Mm. Don't give the most, give the best
3: Yeah <laughs> A little preview. Holy Spirit, right yeah. there. Right.
0: Holy yeah. Spirit, activate. <laughs> Holy Spirit. As
3: an activate. enneagram one, I struggle with this <sighs> figuring out what's best. I'll Ooh. just do whatever is in front of me, yeah. like whatever seems easy and is right there. That's what I'm working on. Which
0: is funny because you're always kicking my butt about doing what I got to do that only I can do. That's the best thing for me to do. Yeah,
3: <laughs> because mm. I'm helping you with boundaries. Mm. I'm more focused in on the boundaries than it is the prioritizing. Was
0: I? Yeah. Yeah, say, that does. too. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. And it's funny we do talk about a lot, a lot like there's certain things that I have to do that I that no one yep. else can do that yeah. you know it's really important the culture of the church the the preaching those are things I really need to focus on and and yep. leading and uh, when I get bogged down into figuring out how to make the you know the newest piece of technology work which I love and I'm awesome at mm-hmm. it's not really helpful to our church. No.
1: Nope. So and continually I feel like especially in ministry, but, like, this can apply to life. Like, you have to give away the things sometimes in your life that you, like, maybe are easy for you and you super enjoy because you have to get some of those hard things done. Yeah. Like, and so, again, choosing the best versus the easiest. Like, yeah, I'd rather sit and, you know, do something super easy that will quickly make my life, like, a little bit better, but I should maybe actually tackle the harder thing and deal with the issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was... Like, that's a side note. We,
0: we learned we learned a little we had some interesting conversations around we were getting like ready to like leave our house like move mm-hmm. from one house to the other mm-hmm. yeah we're like there were certain things i was crazy about getting done mm-hmm. like crazy about packing meticulously mm-hmm. and, being, and then other things where i was just like throw it in the truck i legit don't <laughs> care about this and it was funny because like if you will step back and looked at it you'd be like you just spent like twice as long as you needed to unpacking that which is not important you know like marty had the kids this was like a couple months ago but like going through the legos and and separating them by color <laughs> and i was like why are we spending like 6 hours separating the legos like, like we have a whole room of stuff that needs to get packed here but it's just funny how like you seems
3: <laughs> so satisfying it <coughs> <how they all coughs>
1: does your color.
0: priorities get out of whack on certain things yes, yes. yes. so
1: cuz you you choose things you know instead of sitting back and looking at your life and saying, this is the best for me right now. You get bogged down with all of the little things that you think are super important, that you've seen on social media that, oh, this should matter. Like, as a parent or as, you know, a 20-something or wherever you're at, like, these are the things that I should be caring about and all these other people have it perfect. And we all know the social media effect of, that's everyone's highlight reel. That's what they really want to share. It's not real life. It's not them being bogged down by deciding if they, you know, have to pack a whole room. Instead, they show you the end result of six hours of them sorting Legos, yeah. and it looks satisfying. Right? Yep. And it
3: was like, all on fast forward, so it took yes. 45 seconds. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> I don't even give a crap if they're, you know, different <laughs> set up by color. Yeah. Put them all in the same bin. I'm totally fine with that. Um, so seven, health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I what's interesting, I, was, uh, I think it's Andy Stanley a couple years ago. He did a sermon series called Breathing Room. Uh, some of the same topics, but he talked about money and he talked about your schedule and he talked Mm -hmm. about creating, um, just creating like space,
2: Mm -hmm. not,
0: not being all the way to the limit. And I still remember one of the things he said was, um, you know, you can neglect something because you don't have time for it now. And he was talking about relationships. He was talking Mm -hmm. about your health. He was talking about dealing with your finances. He said, you can, you can neglect it because you don't have time for it now but he's like, you know, when you do have time for it is when you're in a crisis Mm -hmm. and he's like, and then you put everything aside and he's like, and you put everything you have into fixing that problem and you wouldn't have needed to basically stop your entire life and Mm -hmm. have to completely fix something after the fact, if you had been proactive earlier on, you, Mm -hmm. if you found the time for it, then you wouldn't need to invest all your time into it now. And, um, that's something I certainly have learned. Like, you know, I had that health scare a couple of years ago and like I've been managing like everything on top of it all, like health wise, even the slash health stuff I had going on in December was like the minute I had symptoms, it was like, I knew yeah. exactly where to go, exactly who to talk to, exactly yeah. what I needed. Yep. And, you know, kept myself out of the hospital, kept myself from losing, you know, we already had one guest speaker scheduled. We had Cindy uh, Jones scheduled already so I could mm-hmm. be off that weekend. We threw Aaron in for the next weekend and then I was back. Like, Mm -hmm. so your health, if you're not caring for yourself because you don't have time for it, well, you're going to have time for it when it's a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to. Yeah. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, you got, you got a hurry problem if you're not taking care of yourself.
3: Well, and you got to think about the other people in your life too. Like Mm -hmm. if you have kids, your kids need you to be healthy. They need you to live a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Your other family members, your friends, like you can't love and support them mm-hmm. if you're just a hot mess yep. and like constantly having to step back and be like sorry guys I can't do anything this week but mm-hmm. this one thing and focus on this thing cuz I ignored it for too long.
1: We have this saying at our house is what's your end game? Like like if you have something that's that's needing to be taken care of like and you put it off, like what are you going to what what are you your end game in it? What's the long-term effect that that's going to have on you? Mm-hmm. Like no, like so we have a rental like Like if we don't keep the furnace up, like what's our end game? Like we're gonna, you know, this happens with any house, but like our renter's not gonna have heat. Like, like there's a slow drip underneath the sink. Like, what's your end game? It's just gonna ruin more things. So like January, the
3: pipes are gonna freeze and explode in the walls. (laughs) Yeah, something
1: like, like just really thinking through like. I need to take care of this now so it doesn't become bigger. But
0: if you ignore it, it gets better. It
1: gets better.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Guys, this is just a basic principle. So
1: with health, like, but oftentimes we're so busy, we ignore the signs that our bodies are making, right? Like, we don't pay attention. We're just like, oh, it's just because I'm busy. Or, oh, I didn't drink enough water yesterday. Or, oh, like, all these things, you know? like, (laughs) like, Right? Like, we make all these excuses, but if we actually are creating space, making breathing room, taking time to rest, we're going to start noticing, oh, these are issues with
3: my health and maybe I need to do
0: something. Megan and Leah Danielson think not enough water is the root of all problems. (laughs) It solves
3: all things, right? It's the start. (laughs) Um, About six years ago, though, my mom ended up going into the hospital and we found out she had this um, very large, like, cyst in her brain that they thought at first was a brain tumor. And the doctor was like, I I don't know how she was functioning, Mm -hmm. like, up till this morning. And when she finally, like, kind of woke up and came to, I was like, Mom, what, like, were there any signs? Like, what? And she was like, well, I've had a really bad headache for about a month. I was like, were you going to do anything about that? And she was like, I mean, I took some Advil. I was like.
0: Oh, okay. I need, to, I, need to, I need to let you in on something. Okay. You're a little bit younger than us. Weird stuff starts happening in your body when you get older. And you start going, yes, because eh, I'm 41. You know
3: But that's your body telling you, Hey, bud, something's not right. <laughs> Having a headache all day, every day, yes. is not a normal, yes. like, age thing. Yes. So you should probably go see a doctor just, and get it checked out. <laughs> so that you don't have to have brain surgery I mean, and be in the hospital for four weeks.
0: As someone who missed the like intense signs of diabetes for about yeah. And you'd, while.
3: you'd probably recommend that other people it's, pay attention oh, a yes. little more. It's <laughs> yes. a slow slide. It is.
1: It can be a really slow slide that you don't really. But you're again, like, if you're huh. making space, and it then, all starts adding up.
0: And then when I actually got under control, it's was yeah. like. <gasps> That's Whoa. what that was. Yes. That, everything was attached to that. Holy cow. Yes.
3: Yeah. My other feeling is like, talk to the people in your life. Like maybe somebody should have known you had a really bad headache oh. every day for a month. Like, share those aches um, yeah, and pains. Yeah, yeah. Like- so that a friend can be like, hey, I'm looking at this from the outside. This doesn't seem great. Like, this seems uh, like something like you I, should ask twinged, somebody about. I twinged my knee. Every yeah. guy
0: just has already turned this podcast yeah. off for yeah. the last, like, four minutes. Of, well, I'm fine. I don't need to go see a doctor. <laughs> you know.
3: All right. Health. Then just drink more water. It'll fix it. <laughs> It'll fix it. I'll <laughs> bring you an oil. Water. It'll be okay.
0: <laughs> That's biblical. Um, I uh, Jesus was anointed with oil, so yeah, I mean, yeah. it seems like a biblical thing. Uh Escapism, we already talked about. Yeah. But, you know, just that, like, escaping yep. into your hole, whatever that thing is that you're going to. And, by the way, this can be not just media, but it uh, can be you can't relax without a glass of wine.
2: Mm-hmm. It can
0: be mm-hmm. you can't go to sleep without watching porn. Yep. It can be you can't, um, you know, even what's weird is, like... Uh, I feel like as parents, it's easy for us to escape our kids into a world so that we can just be like left alone for a little mm. while. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're like, Here's a tablet. We're almost like Go teaching over there, be them. Be quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. I've, uh, I think it was. Um, I think it was Leah that was saying yeah. this. She's She's uh, Gen Z and she's awesome. The best. She, I don't think she'll listen. Shout to out this. to Leah Danielson. Yeah. She was like, "Well, of course we have a problem with tablets and phones. Our whole generation because." You just shoved him in our face when you didn't want to parent us when we were toddlers and I'm like that hits real close to home. Like real Ouch. close to home. Uh-huh. Like no.
1: Of course I don't <laughs> this do that. This is why we don't own tablets. <coughs>
0: and we our we, house we don't have any. <laughs> I we literally did call it the the digital nanny. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. What am I yeah. thinking? Of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's interesting that uh, we we have avoided giving our kids their own things, their mm-hmm. own like tablets or phones mm-hmm. or anything. You know, and I have a ten year old, and he is just after it, man. He thinks he okay. should have a phone already. Oh, yeah. And I've even I even read this great article last week, and I, I'm just like, I'm hot after this idea. I think people should totally think about this. the The iWatch makes phone calls and text messages, mm. and has barely any functional apps on it. Like it's stuff that you really don't care about,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, doesn't do any social media. Doesn't really go on the internet. Um, And I'm like, the day I have to get this kid a cell phone so I can know where he is Mm -hmm. and call him and be able to text him, oh, I need a ride, or practice ended, he's just getting an iWatch. Sorry, bud. You don't get a phone. Yeah. Because I don't want to poison your brain, you know? Yeah. And what's interesting is that pandemic, when he had to go online for school, we had to buy him an iPad Mm -hmm. because that was the only way we were going to get through the school stuff. Yeah. And we had an old one we gave to Macy. So they both had their device. and. As soon as we stopped doing the online school, psh, ripped the Slick. iPad away, he was like, I hate you guys. <laughs> we were like, one day you won't. Yeah. You know I mean? So yes. we, when we play video games, we do yeah. a lot. We play a lot of video games at our house because I love video games. We do it socially. Mm-hmm. It's like we're sitting there together. We're yeah. playing it together. We're yep. talking about it. Yep. Like yeah. He might be sitting next to me with um, the switch in his hand while I'm playing something on TV, but mm-hmm. it's very yeah. social. Yep. It's not an escapism kind of thing. It's actually yep. community-based yeah. kind of thing. And we're playing a lot of old games. Play like yeah. Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like, I'm not even like. I, he hasn't really gotten. He's never played anything on PlayStation Four or Xbox One. None of the new gen. Almost none of that. He's played some Switch, but it's, you know, it's Mario. Yeah. So escapism. Yep. Um, yeah. Number I mean, nine. No spiritual discipline. I think our spiritual disciplines have fallen off the face of the earth in the past decade.
1: What mm-hmm. are those? <sighs> yeah, honestly, solitude is one of them. <laughs> feels like a
0: celebration of discipline might need yes. to make a comeback. I love that book. Yeah, is that Richard Foster? Yes. Um, it yes. almost feels like we got to do a sermon series on spiritual disciplines, all the different ones, just because. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it just feels like we got to. Because I feel like practicing your Christianity, practicing the sort of the way of Jesus, as John Mark Homer would put it, um, the author of that book I was talking about, um, it doesn't feel like people practice mm-hmm. it anymore. No. They just sort of come listen to a sermon, mm-hmm. hopefully feel good about it, mm-hmm. and they go home and see you next Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and don't pick up a Bible. Yep. Don't have quiet time. Don't, you know, I mean, prayers like this, you know, I'll tee it up <coughs> when there's like something yeah. like really terrible. Like I really need
3: something right now. So Yeah.
0: It's like all the stuff, it's yep. yep. not the way of Jesus.
3: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us... At least I can speak for me. I didn't grow up seeing that example at my house. I didn't see what that looked like or, like, how much time you should spend on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mark, I remember you talking. It's been a few years now. um, But how you used to do your devotions on your tablet in the morning, and the kids would just think you were, like, on your iPad. And then all of a sudden you were like, oh, you don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You don't actually realize that I'm reading my Bible right now. I should go back to the paper Bible. so that you actually, like, are putting two and two together Mm -hmm. and I'm not just, like, on a screen again. Um, But we have to set those examples. And if you didn't have that growing up, then we have to find it somewhere for somebody to be like, hey, this is what you should be doing.
2: Um,
3: This is what this looks like. And this is, I mean, it's different for everybody, but, like, you should be spending more time on this than Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all the other random things.
1: And I think with disciplines like again you have to see it and as a family you can easily implement that you can um you can sit there and say okay we're going to fast as a family this month or this week like cuz that fasting is one which I think a lot of us don't do it's not just food but anything you know like and choose age appropriate things for our kids like mm-hmm. um solitude you know like service like all these different things that we should be incorporating into our christian life because it 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 allows us to stop and realize our dependence on God, realize who God is in our lives and how he is our creator, the authority, like mm-hmm. someone that we um, should be in relationship with, and he deserves our best because of who he is, right? Yeah. And that's what all of this slowing down is helping us to do. And I think, I think that the, this idea of rest, like when you think about eternity and spending it with God, like what are we going to be doing we're not going to have to work. We're not going to have to, like, there's nothing wrong.
0: I think there'll be working. in heaven. You
1: think so? Mm-hmm. I think it'll be restful work, though. It'll be joyful work, potentially, then. Like, it, this is a foretaste of, like, what heaven might be like. Mm-hmm. I think... being content in our spirit in that
0: rest. We have We have the wrong idea about work because of the curse. Mm. That, like, yes, the work we put in the ground to pull the crops out... Yes. ...is uh, too hard because of the curse Mm -hmm. you know childbearing is so hard because of the curse um i do think there'll be work because i think there's a satisfaction in work and i think you were designed to do stuff Mm -hmm. like i don't think we're just going to be idle in heaven this was like as a teenager i was kind of like you guys are painting a picture of heaven and i'm not really that interested in. (laughs) like it's just like celestial choir like i don't know if you've heard me sing but like (laughs) it's not i'm Mm-mm. Like if, <laughs> like if I could choose between, I was literally as a teenager, I, I had this thought, which is you're going to see the darkness of my, yeah. my teenage thoughts. I was like, okay, I don't want to burn up in hell forever, but I know there's these, this, um, one group of Christians who believe that you just, at, at the end, if you're not in heaven, you just like, you just cease to exist. You just, they're annihilationists. Yeah. Meaning like you just die. Um, by the way, that's not my theology. You're, uh. Currently, I'm 41 years old. I've thought a lot more about this. <laughs> you're an eternal being, and you're going to be somewhere eternally. Okay, great. Um, I, don't, yeah, I don't want to get into my theology on hell. That would might be a whole other podcast that we could have wow. a great conversation about. Yeah. But uh, I thought about it. I was like, okay, so if I had to choose between a celestial choir for all of time and annihilation— I might just take annihilation. Like, can I just choose that on the way in? Like, Hey, heaven's great and everything, but like,
1: I just don't want to sing.
2: I don't want to sing forever. Mm, Like, like, I'm just not interested in that.
0: There's like a lot of Minnesotans right now are going, Oh, (laughs) maybe. So I don't know. I, my, my ideas of heaven have really expanded. I do think a lot of what makes us human will be part of, part of our experience in heaven. And, uh, it will be all worship because everything that we do here can be worship. Um, And, you know, I don't think there'll be, like, you know, Jesus even talks about, like, you won't be married in heaven. Mm -hmm. So our relationships will be a little bit different. um, But I just still think there will be, like, valuable work to be done and things that we can Mm -hmm. feel good about, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Anyways, that's a complete sidetrack. Yeah, sorry. So no spiritual discipline, which I think is a major, major problem. Mm -hmm. And then, lastly, um, isolation. And I think pulling back from community. Uh, Pulling back from God, pulling back from your own soul, even, Mm. if I were to put it that way, where I feel like we've that numbness, that like irritability, that um, that like idea that you're even like disconnecting from who you are and what drives you and what makes you like, I would say this is anecdotal, but I'm guessing there's an article out there about this, which maybe I'll go look up later, but. I will bet you the rise in the rates of anxiety and the rise in the rates of um, certain negative behaviors have exactly correlated with 2007. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Because I think that those things rise when people are just so hurried and so addicted and that dopamine hit on the next comment and that next dopamine hit on the next like... Mm -hmm. And that dopamine hit when we see that thing on the internet and watching that video, that these things like add up to just this like worn out version of ourselves. And that's when I think we give into, um, and I don't even want to say it like that. That's when we start to struggle with some of these things like anxiety, like,
2: yeah.
0: and, um, and I'm not like, I'm not, uh, there's clinical
2: yeah.
0: issues for people. Like go, mm-hmm. go to a therapist, like get medicine, like all those things are good. I'm not telling you that there's anything wrong with you for struggling with anxiety. Yep. Please hear what I'm saying, but I'm but I'm going to go out on a limb and say some of these negative behaviors or some of these negative thought patterns probably directly correlate with 2007. Mm-hmm. That would be my hypothesis. Well,
3: and I think with the the isolationism, our culture doesn't help it. Our like individualistic, I can do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I am my own person. I am my own little island doesn't help that like we've moved away from the family unit really being Mm -hmm. strong and connected and like the bigger like churches being a big community and just like finding your identity not in just yourself but in that group Mm -hmm. and that group coming around and supporting people in those times that they're really struggling like we've moved away from that Mm
2: -hmm.
3: as as a culture Mm -hmm. yep like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and figure it out bucko. Cause right. you're all you got. Like, yeah. <clears throat> that's, me and Marty
0: always say like, we don't know how people get through life without a great church around them. Yeah. Like we just don't understand like how these people do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the one other thing I want to say about this pace, it's picked up steadily. Mm-hmm. It will not stop. Nope. And Holy cow, get ready for, uh, Glasses that augment, AR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just telling you, if you've not experienced any of this stuff, it is like in its infancy. And it is already crazy Mm -hmm. how we're essentially going to trade real experiences for fake experiences in every single way Mm -hmm. in the next decade. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get ready for it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm already ready for the first church VR experience Oh, That's sure gonna one. happen. I'm sure there's. Holy cow, guys! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say, but like, maybe just if if we get to the point where we have to be on VR hmm. to reach, I, uh, just shut the doors. Like I don't. I might just retire what's then. The point? <laughs> right? Can, can I just become? It might a, only
3: be in ten years, but can I just become
0: an algorithm where the cloud writes the sermons and delivers them digitally online, like? Right. Like, what's the point of me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. and it's already, like, if you've ever experienced any of this stuff, they already make, like, at first it was really hard because you have to have this gigantic computer to be able to hook up to the headset mm-hmm. or whatever. But now you can do it through your PlayStation. It's pretty good. You can do it even better through these, just the goggles now that they make. Um, they're, like, connected to, they're a company that's connected to Facebook. Um, but I'm just telling you, this, there's going to be an iPhone moment. Where somebody's going to make one of these things and it's going to be revolutionary and they're going to sell a billion of them, yeah. and every single human in this oh. country is going to be connected to this thing, and before you know it, it's going to be all turn in a real experience for a virtual experience. Yeah, that is absolutely coming. So it almost feels like if we don't see Sabbath and rest and all these decisions, intentional decisions, as being countercultural now. They're only going to get more countercultural mm-hmm. as we go,
2: yeah.
0: you know. And I know we we got into that the the Sabbath passages in Exodus nineteen and Exodus twenty, and I focused on the idea that like Israel had this call to be a nation of priests. And I don't know if I exactly made the the connection exactly clear, but that call is still. That, that mission that, that Israel had to be this nation of priests which by the way they spectacularly failed at um, they get
1: close and then they'd fail again <laughs> and like
0: and much of the Old Testament is just like a it's a picture of what is to come it's a it's a um, you know a metaphor for what is to come it's like a it's like a lesser version of the real thing just mm-hmm. to kind of prepare the hearts and minds of people to accept the real thing so like the temple you know like in hebrews we're reading like you could sacrifice a million bulls and goats and lambs and pigeons and none of the blood of those animals did anything to Mm -hmm. forgive any sins and you're like well what did we do this for thousands of years for you 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 told us to do this and the answer is like essentially like this was pointing to jesus i was literally just getting everyone ready for the idea that christ was going to come and his blood was going to pay for once and for all for everyone um i feel like the idea that they were supposed to be a nation of priests is a It's a, you know, it's a picture of what was to come of us as Christians Mm. needing to become people who are managing this stuff and reaching out to people and offering a different thing Mm -hmm. and saying, there's a different way to live. There's a different culture to this. We don't have to go with the flow. We don't have to make the same decisions as the world. We don't have to value the same things as the world. Like Mm -hmm. for us, our pace, our rhythm, the way that we lead our families, the way that we lead ourselves is slower and different and restful because God made us this way. Mm-hmm. So that was the first part of it. And then the second part of it was the, the the giving of the Ten Commandments, which, you know, this is right out of Exodus. They essentially get to the mountain, and God's like, okay, let me, let me impart all my ways to you. And if you go through all the stuff, the stuff that's in Exodus, and the second time um, in Deuteronomy <coughs> and Leviticus, you essentially see that. God is like giving them rules to protect them from all kinds of things and wanting them to live a certain way and do a certain thing. And so essentially what you have here is the first giving of the law. And it's the, this is the positive. How how do I say this? We we talked about this yesterday. It's like hard to put words to it. It is like, there's all kinds of things you're not supposed to do in this. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't murder. Don't, you know, don't, I don't know, whatever. All these don't make any other gods before mm-hmm. me. Don't make stat like, don't use my name in vain. Mm-hmm. Don't do all these things. But then in the middle of this, it's thirty percent of the whole thing, is this idea that you should, you should do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like a positive command. Yes. Like, hey, yep. if you want to be somebody who represents me, you won't do all these other things.
1: Yep.
0: Like you won't screw up your relationships with all the whole world and with me. You'll put me first. You'll put people, you know, in this uh, second position from me. Yeah and then you'll also lead the life that the rhythm that I've mm-hmm. called you to lead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, I was talking about this with miles. He's like, some of the conversations I have with him are like, the lights are turning on, yes. have a 10 year old. It's interesting.
1: <laughs> so
0: he's like you have to
1: work up to them, but et- just <laughs> every once in a while, he asks
0: a question and I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> something's <laughs> going on in there. So he goes, uh, by the way, the the worship night was the one that killed me. We did that a couple of months ago, and he's just like, "Dad, that was the best night of my life." Oh, I was like, daddy. "What? That's so sweet! Oh my goodness!" Okay, but then he goes to me the other day. He goes, "Dad, okay, I get it." So we're talking about Sabbath, and uh, he goes, "Why did God need to rest?" He's mm-hmm. like, "God doesn't get tired." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "You are correct, son." He's like, "God doesn't get tired. He didn't need to rest." why do you rest? And I'm like, all right, how do I answer the question with another question like Jesus would? Because <laughs> I'm trying to be like a dad ninja. So I said, you know, Miles, here's another question for you. We, we, we'd been talking about, um, uh, baptism, personal faith, bap- <coughs> baptism, communion. We've been talking mm-hmm. about these things in our house. Yep. Cause I'm about to let my kids start doing communion. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Macy's seven miles is 10. They're about the same emotional, age, mm-hmm. which is different between girls and boys. <laughs> um, and he goes, and so I go, hey, let me ask you this question. Why did Jesus need to get baptized? Mm-hmm. Were we celebrating his forgiveness of sins? And he's like, no, Jesus didn't sin. He didn't have any sin. I go, why did he get baptized? Are we celebrating his new life in Christ? Doesn't seem like we are. Um, <laughs> He's like, um, mind blowing because why uh, and I'm like so why why did Jesus have to get baptized like it doesn't seem like we need to baptize him um, which is by the way like everyone gets hung up on like the procedure of baptism like Jesus' baptism was like not necessary <laughs> like no one was hung up on the procedure when Jesus did it okay. it was pretty low key yeah. All right, so he's like oh and I'm like well it seems like he was trying to set an example for us right and he's like yeah <gasps> wait so God rested to set an example for us and I was like <laughs>
3: ding ding, ding 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 we have a winner oh my ninja <laughs> light bulb on right
0: <coughs> and you're like this is so important that the first act of God mm-hmm. who's the most efficient creative incredible being in the history of the cosmos right in, in, in all of the timeline needs to rest mm-hmm. you know and doesn't need to, decides yeah. to, decides to rest. And yet here we are, super inefficient, mm-hmm. not really that great. As yeah. I, was, I was making fun of uh, of you, Megan, because uh, one of the pastors I was listening to was like, somebody was talking about getting their inbox to zero. You love getting your inbox to zero.
3: I do, It's too. one of my favorites. And you're
0: like, somebody's like, I got my <laughs> inbox to zero. And God's like, oh, yeah, I created uh, Africa today. Yeah. <laughs> you were very efficient. I was more efficient. Um <laughs> he he rests literally to show us the rhythm he wants us to yeah. to live so it's like if we don't live this rhythm which seems to be so important it's in the first law that he gives us it's 30% mm-hmm. of it it's, it's the only
1: it's also the first thing that Adam and Eve experience after being created like they're created on the 6th day and they rest on the 7th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of the first things that they're told yep. to do or to participate in with God. Yeah. Right? Like, this is their first example of of yeah. what life going forward should look like think, in some ways.
3: I think about it as, like, it was so important to God yeah. that not only did he tell Adam and Eve to rest, mm-hmm. but he, like was like we're gonna do it together watch me right now like <laughs> i don't need to this is pointless yeah. but i know that you need more than just me saying hey you guys need to rest every once in a while like yeah. take a break slow yeah. down, slow down too. um like us the thick humans are like <laughs> what oh god did that yeah okay
0: okay and what i'm like noticing about it and what i'm lamenting as a pastor is that we don't rest At all during the day, like during our 24-hour period, we don't rest during a week. And sometimes we rest. You know, we go three months and then do this gigantic, almost like we're saving it all up for this huge binge. Yep,
3: this like annual vacation.
0: We are binging our rest. Uh huh. That's what we're doing. It's stressful
3: to get to. Yeah. It. I. (laughs) This
0: is what I was telling Marty. Like, I hate going on vacation because, like, I hate the like few days before you leave. Yeah, getting ready. I oh. hate coming back to the things you didn't finish or the yep. things that have piled up. Yeah, like I and so like the first couple of days I can barely like enjoy myself because yeah. I I can't. I got to do a detox on adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Then I usually my body lets me down and I start getting sick. Yep. And then, like, it's over, and yep. then I come back to this, like, stressful mess. Yeah. But and that's, you're slightly sick. <laughs> but that's what we're doing yeah. to ourselves. We're binging on our rest. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, no, 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 there's supposed to be a rhythm here. It's supposed to be work and rest, mm-hmm. work and rest, breathe yep. in, breathe out. But it's, Like, this is the way I designed everything to work mm-hmm. in rhythms, mm-hmm. in, like, cycles, yeah. yeah, you know? And it's like, yeah. I don't think people are taking daily time to be with the Lord. No. Nope. I don't think we're taking weekly time to be specific about stopping completely mm-hmm. and worshiping.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. I think one of the things we want to do here, um, couple, it might be next week or the week after we're going to, uh, somebody from our church on who yeah. does this like Shabbat meal with I'm this family. Excited. And, um, you know, like has this rhythm with this whole family about like yep. having all day, yeah. uh, Saturday off. Yep. And, um, you know, you pay a price. Like you, you sacrifice something for that. Mm hmm if you're going to do it the way that God called you to do it, it'll cost you something. Yeah. Right. Anytime you're going to do something important, there's going to be a cost associated with it. And that's kind of where I was trying to frame this countercultural idea. It's like, if you're going to do it God's way, Mm -hmm. there'll be a cost. It'll look way different. Mm -hmm. It'll go against the grain. It's like, when you tell that soccer coach, Hey, my kid's just not going to be there on Sundays because Mm -hmm. we do church and we do Sabbath. Yeah. Like, what do you think that's going to do? There will be a cost yeah. associated with that. When you say to your boss, I'm sorry, but I'm just not going to text you or email you on Sundays or on Saturdays or whatever. I know Megan, Megan does that, and I encourage her to do it, right? Mom of um, boundaries. Yeah. Don't there's been text like, me on my day hours. There's been a few times where I'm like, crap, she's not going to get this. And I, need, <laughs> I need a response right now, and I'm like, dang. It. yeah, um, you know, But I'm, I'm okay
3: with the exception.
0: It's fine. Like those small little things yep. are far outweighed with the idea that yeah. like, you know, and then one of the things I, I was going to gonna mention today is like, so my mentor, Pastor in Blaine at Renovation Church, David Soren, he's been my church planter men- mentor since I planted here. He does some interesting stuff. When he goes home from work, he turns his phone off and puts it away and tells everybody in his inner circle of people mm-hmm. that would be contacting him pretty like, so all of the staff, all of us church planters who are always like in connection with him. All the people that like he's knows, he's like, I put my phone away from 5 o'clock to 8.30. Once I get my kids to bed, I take a look at it. Mm-hmm. He goes, don't text me. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you want, feel free to email me, and that'll queue up, and when I'm ready, I'll get it. Mm-hmm. When he goes out of town, he tells us, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not doing work for the next yep. couple weeks. Don't text me. He's like, if uh, – and I had by accident texted him before because I didn't catch his email saying mm-hmm. he's was going to town. And his response was, hey, I'm on vacation. Please don't text me again if you need something – send it to my email and I'll get back to you when I get back in the office. So like stuff like that, where Mm -hmm. there's a cost to that Mm -hmm. every once in a while, there's a drop ball. Some message doesn't get through, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. Like you're, you're, those boundaries are for a reason. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just, to me, it's like, I don't think we've really considered the problem that we have. I don't think we've really considered. It feels like this isn't a big deal. I'm not as addicted as other people. I don't have this problem like everyone else has it. And I want to say you have it. Yeah. And it's getting worse.
3: Yep. And addiction is bad even if it's not, like, illegal drugs. Like, I feel like we have this, like, hierarchy of addiction. Just like sin, right? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not addicted to cocaine, so it's all right that I'm on YouTube for seven hours every day. It's like, I mean... Hold on.
0: We should still talk about that. But I learned a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my videos were teaching me things.
3: That might be true, but and, what should you have been doing?
1: And I think we forget, or we, you know, because we've just been so ingrained in keeping busy and, and doing, we forget that the benefit of, of making these priorities mm-hmm. outweighs. And we haven't maybe experienced the benefit of making these priorities around uh-huh. creating space. Like we mm-hmm. haven't had enough of it to be like, no, oh wait, yep. this is different. Yeah. This is who I need to be. This is how yep. I become who God created to me. This is where I feel most comfortable of actually taking these things and making the priority. Yep. Because we forget or we've we've wanted the cheap grace or the cheap, yep. you know, fix. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's, you know, but obviously... We have more issues, more addiction, more all of these things because we are... In Anxiety. Mind. Anxiety, yeah. yep. mental health. Depression. depression, yep. Just all of it. And I think a lot of it, you know, again, we're isolating. We're not dealing with our past of mm-hmm. what happened, different things that were difficult. We're, we're doing all these things that actually is just yep. making us un- more unhealthy.
3: But I think God works in the margin. Mm-hmm. Like, when you create that margin, that space in your life, mm-hmm. he's going to... Bring something to you Mm -hmm. to be able to help somebody, to be able to do something that if you're just, like, busy 24-7, a friend maybe wouldn't reach out because they're like, oh, she's so busy. She got so much much on her plate. I don't Mm want to pile anything else on her. That's super true. Yeah. Like – I have friends like that where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to ask them for something because I know they're at, like, 99.5% right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be the one to, like, push them over the edge. Right. But then I'm not reaching out to somebody. Yeah. Like, there's that. You just – the margin is so important. Right. And,
1: and Jesus, we see this over and over again. He is the perfect example. But he left all of his friends often to go yeah. pray and find God and hear from him. Like, mm-hmm. and he – is god as yeah. and like but he still had to do it like this is yeah. huge and i know we'll probably get into this more but like that's a good sermon like
0: yeah. <laughs> that might be coming
1: <laughs> like that's what he had to do and yep. if he had to do it yeah well then i probably need to do it more 100 uh-huh. percent, right
0: yep. and it was always when people were like we we can't do it now. Right. Like, now is not much, the time. Yeah. We're too busy too right much now. Going on. You gotta feed these people. Yes. You gotta there's, Yeah. And he was like, mm, I can't feed them. It, it was like, like
3: a watchword for him. Out he out was line. like, Oh, you think I'm super busy? See it. <laughs> it's like, let me just show you again. You find me in the middle of the lake. Yeah. When things are super busy. Can you take and crazy, me out of your boat
1: so I get <laughs> away from these people. That is the moment.
3: <laughs> Busiest season, that is the moment. Right. Yes.
0: So, you don't think you can, but you can. Yeah, and I wanted to say one last thing. It's just something else I was thinking about, As again, as a pastor. It's like, yo, whatever issues you have, I think social media magnifies those things in your life. Yeah. Um, I knew a borderline narcissist that as soon as social media took off in his life turned him into a raging narcissist. Uh, If you have issues with your body and you turn on social media, Mm -hmm. you have intense... If you're already an anxious person, social media magnifies the anxiety that you have. Like, Mm -hmm. these are... I mean, we may... I think we're going to talk about on one of these podcasts a digital detox, maybe turning your smartphone into a dumb phone, maybe even taking a fast of social media. These are things Mm -hmm. that are kind of coming on my my brain. I got lots of thoughts. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I I just want to say, like, it's possible that if you were to just swap time with Jesus and social media time you might see a massive decrease in the hold that these things have on you mm-hmm. um, yes. huge. and, and <laughs> we've been explaining this to teenagers for years oh, yes right? in yes. youth ministry mm-hmm. and I feel like now I'm having to explain this to like 50 year old men
3: yeah because
1: They just didn't listen when they were teenagers. Well, no, (laughs) but like, but now it's caught up. Yeah, now it's caught up to the older generation of like, no, these are the things we've seen in teenagers, and these are the things you were complaining about in teenagers, and now it's affecting you.
0: And if you were angry about the political system before social media, now you're really you know what I mean. If you were already Mm -hmm. a conspiracy theorist, now you're really like whatever it is. It just social media magnifies the like weakest parts of us. Like Mm -hmm. I. I mean, there's some joy and there's some great stuff, but like, yeah. I do think this is a tool of the enemy. Like, we oh, talked about that Corey Ten Boom quote you know, if uh, yeah. God can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Or, sorry, God. If, <laughs> if,
3: if,
2: the, if the devil.
0: devil. Wow. <laughs> the devil can't make you bad, he's going to make you busy. Yeah. Yep. And I feel like social media is like, oh, we know exactly what button to push yeah. for you. Yeah. You know, if uh, seeing the like perfect figure on this, you know, this image mm-hmm. of this person makes you feel weak. Yeah. Guess what? Here's a hundred in a row. Yep. If uh, if you need the dopamine hit of someone liking your thing or commenting on your thing yeah. or mm-hmm. telling you you're great, here's a hundred people to do it for you. Yep. If you need to spar with somebody to get your anger out, hey, there go. <laughs> plenty of those idiots on <laughs> <point>. <laughs> Like it just yeah. allows us to let the worst of us turn into something that's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think, I don't know, I've kind of gotten to the point now where I'm kind of like, I don't do much of it, and if I do, I try to say something worth saying that I thought about a yeah. long time, yeah. and then I exit, yeah, you know, and uh trying to take it all in,
1: yeah, I think especially with like social media and I think of Instagram and being a parent, like there's certain people that I follow that like like talk about tantrums with two-year-olds like so i feel community with that because they i know someone else is experiencing something similar to me so that it's not like oh my kid's weird or this is bigger you know like like it helps me in that way and so when i think about instagram or social media i really and maybe this is a start for you if you find yourself on it too much and bogged down by it but cutting out being intentional about who you're following and cutting out all those things that aren't adding life. And don't follow a friend just because you think you have to. Mm. Like, like, because sometimes friends can also be the worst culprits of pulling you into things, right? So, like trying to unfollow or unsee them or like on Facebook you can like mute them for a while oh, and just
0: I love that <laughs> I love the unfollow that doesn't unfollow them as a friend yes
1: that just, un- just like takes them takes off, your feed. Them off oh. of your feed so you can check in with them again but like so many be of those intentional people. Yeah. about that and maybe follow things that are only yeah. speaking life into you or giving you that community that maybe you need a little bit of yeah. and you can also I've also heard of this <coughs> is creating a, fi- a different account and if you switch off social media but you still want to, like, not completely switch it off, but having another account that maybe you don't have certain friends on or you only follow certain things that you maybe like a news source that you want to follow if it's not, you know, <laughs> if news isn't your thing but something yeah. else is, right? Like, so just being intentional about your account and yeah. how you're, what you're seeing and cutting out a whole bunch. Because yeah. I'll go through and be like, I am done with this. I just start unfollowing yeah. things. I try not to unfollow people, but I maybe mute them. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> like. Just this is why ready. I love Twitter, because it's all news and crypto and stocks for me, and then I can say whatever I want, and no one sees it.
3: <laughs> well, your algorithm is perfect there, yeah, so. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> well, it's, it makes me think of the C.S. Lewis quote um, from, was it Tape Letters?" Yeah. That he used on Sunday, um, where he's like, I don't actually have to get you to, like, deny God or, like, have this giant moral failure. Right. I just need to
0: distract you. Yep. Yeah. Like, if I, I can it. just... If cards will do the trick. Yeah, like <laughs> cards. They're back the I devil. Can, back then. <laughs>
3: <cards were> if <laughs> I can just <laughs> take <laughs> your eye off the ball, yep it doesn't matter because you're not focusing on right. it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's super important to to cut some of that out. Mm-hmm. And even when it's family, it's tough. It's oh. hard. Guys, it call me. We'll have coffee. I could talk about family boundaries for a very long time. Um, but you have to think about what's best for your mental health and like for you. Like I'm not friends with a lot of my family on Facebook or like social media. Um (laughs) and probably not listening to this podcast either so they don't know. (laughs) It's it's because I need to set those boundaries and like have that distance. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well Aaron would have closed up about eleven minutes ago because we hit one hour (laughs) eleven. Because he's keeps us on track. (laughs) Um so we'll end here. Uh, next week or the week after, we'll have that interview, which will be fun. Just some practical yes. stuff you could do to help kind of integrate that mm-hmm. rhythm. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we get Aaron back next week so we can have him be back with us. But, um, yeah. I miss you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say thanks for listening to this. If you made it to uh, 1 hour 12 minutes, you get a...
3: Shoot me a text and I will pick the best emoji for you.
0: There you go. I guess you get an emoji.
3: Yep. You get an emoji this week. Maybe even two. Maybe two.
0: (laughs) So, um, okay. Well, that's it for our podcast. And uh, I guess we'll see you Sunday and we'll have recording another one next week. And we love you and thanks and
3: bye. Have a great day, everyone.